Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me my good friend, Ben Albert. Now, I met you through a mutual friend, Brian Bogart. I almost forgot his last name. That's bad, and I love Brian. Um, we met, I believe it was like a No Limit, or I can't remember exactly what the name of the group was, but that's kind of how we met. But for people that don't know you, like I know you're into marketing, and you have your own podcast. In fact, you're on the radio earlier this week. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help people. Love it. First off, Joe Graham, 150K. I'm so excited to be with you. I don't know where we're going to go, but I know it's going to be a wild ride. We're going to have so much fun today. Yes, um, for sure. To give you like the one sentence version or maybe a couple, I like to joke that I ask questions for a living and that lands in two categories. I'm a podcast host like yourself, where I get to learn from brilliant people way smarter than me. And I'm a marketer that is literally the thing that makes me cringe more than anything is I have the golden ticket realistically there's no square peg round hole so as a marketer it's about asking the right questions to find the right problems and see if i can actually help connect a solution and really help people so again i ask questions for a living but the tables are turned i'll try to to be a, a answerer today i guess we'll call it no i get that i get that so like i've been on other people's podcasts and it's always different when you're on that side of the mic because when you're doing this you can ask the questions you want they get to do all the talking the heavy work and you get to relax so I, I got you there so how did you even get into marketing like did you just always want to do marketing or what brought you down that road dude it, it happened by chance i never saw myself as a marketer i never imagined that i have a podcast to try to give you like a life story in a paragraph or two i literally didn't hardly spoke a word the first 13 years of my life very shy kid, quite literally holding his crotch, afraid to ask to use the restroom um, during lunch. Hey, little Ben, do you need to use the restroom? Just nod your head kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so as a small kid, I was a quiet kid. I got bullied. I always saw myself kind of, I don't know. I never thought I'd amount to anything. I, I really did not have a life where I had this end goal. And I mean, I did want to be a basketball player, but it's hard to play basketball when you're the shortest boy in school. There's a little Asian girl, Olivia Lee, that's shorter than me. Everybody's taller than me. But long story, slightly longer. Around high school, I found the music scene, mm -hmm. fell in love with it, fell in love with creatives and musicians. And without knowing it, I was starting my marketing career because I wasn't the best musician on the block. But I was the one handing out flyers. I was the one promoting the band, setting up MySpace pages. I had a studio, like a, a recording studio in my basement. People would come jam. Um, and what happens when I started to align with a group of people, like-minded people at that time, my tribe, before you know it, the quiet kid was the loudest person in the room. And I had a unique opportunity to amplify other people's, quite literally amplify musicians' voices jump forward again another 10 15 years find myself in corporate marketing started in sales cold calling people at one to 200 calls a day mm -hmm. that right was there. my first marketing job 
but it's amazing how the childhood struggles and the love of curiosity and the love of listening and always just being a quiet, curious kid, then promoting musicians, then falling in love with podcasts, in turn, landing in marketing by accident. You take all these life experiences, you create a ball. It's not quite as round as I'd like to be. I've got to kind of sand it a little bit better. But now I have this unique ball where I get to be a podcast host, I get to be a marketer, and I get to elevate and amplify amazing businesses doing it. So that's my long way of saying, bro, I did not expect to be here, but I feel so blessed to have landed in this seat where I get to have this conversation with you and talk about what we're accomplishing here. No, I love that. And it's funny because like you mentioned that you're inquisitive and you like to ask questions and all. And everyone thinks the great salespeople and marketers are the ones that have like these great oratory skills and do all stuff. No, I, people laugh. Like I win awards all the time. I talk hardly at all. I just get people talking about themselves, their problems, and they tell you what they need. So I commend you for that. You took that skill and moved it into doing what you're doing now. So a lot of people that listen to this show are like, you know, first time entrepreneurs, uh, sales professionals, people like that. Maybe they're trying to market and brand themselves. What would be some good ideas or like, say I came to you and said, hey, Ben, you know what? I have this podcast. I have this show. I need some help branding it. What type of advice would you start giving me like if I was just starting out? Absolutely. First off, my advice would be it sounds like you're in the right spot. Um, building a personal brand is going to be huge for you because let's just give a very simple example. Let's say Joe can take you from seven to 10. Ben can take you from seven to 10. Person C, D, E, F, and G can take you from seven to 10. Who are you going to choose? I'd say one of, (laughs) I was going to say one of two people, either the person that got to you first Mm -hmm. So you want to have grit, you want to be omnipresent, you always want to be capturing people's attention because you might capture attention and then two years later, they come back to you. So the person that got to that person first, or the person that has that, you know, it's kind of cliche, but the no like and trust factor, the person that stands out, even if everybody gives a solution, that person's maybe calling you on your birthday, sending you a gift. That person's over following up, but not to be salesy, maybe to send you a gift or an emoji and have fun. Mm-hmm. You're going to go with that person, even though that they have, in, let's say in this scenario, it's a commodity product, but you're still going to go with that person because they stood out. So that's where, you know, that's the, the, the holistic look at the answer to your question. You want to market yourself and b- build a personal brand. And it's quite easy to do because we have all these social medias. You can start a podcast. You can start a YouTube. You can start live streaming. um, You can start a blog and crowdsource some of the information, maybe get quotes and collaborate on that blog. If you're a photographer, you can take photos. If you're a writer, you do the blog. If you like to talk, you do the podcast. What is your secret sauce? What is something that you love to do regardless of whether or not it's driving revenue? Do that in your sales and marketing. Market yourself as a salesperson, whether you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Do that because even if you're an accountant and you have a fundraiser, you've built a personal brand. You're going to knock it out of the park with that fundraiser. God forbid someone gets sick. You're going to be able to rally the troops because people know, like, and trust your presence online because you over-delivered well before you asked for anything. 
and mm-hmm. everyone around the block isn't doing any of that crap. So you could even do things 10% better than everybody else. And you're going to start kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense because you can't beat people. There's always going to be a company that maybe has more money or more funding or more people working for them, but you can beat them on depth. And I found mm-hmm. I made crap tons of money because I just went deep. I just become their friends. I just help them out. I love that. So you're talking about branding. We're just starting out. We're getting into different things. Do you, um, and I know you're talking about doing your, your strengths. Well, what about your weaknesses? Because sometimes the market calls for different things. Like video right now is getting to be really big. When I first started out, I liked to write. And I was writing. It was doing good. And it's doing good. And then it kind of shifted. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to start making myself do a, a couple videos a week or whatever. And I wasn't as comfortable with it. Would you recommend even dabbling into that or just stick to your guns that you really feel confident in? I'd want to look at a case by pit case. It goes back to, hey, asking questions for a living because everyone's going to be different. I like to joke there isn't a key to success. It's a combination lock and everyone's going to have their own combination. So I don't want to be prescriptive with what anything I say. I think it's really important to have that growth mentality that if I have a weak point, um, I'm nervous on video, but video is growing. I think it's a no brainer that it's smart to get comfortable on video. And if you can just run ads and never be on video and make a ton of money doing that, maybe you don't need to do video, but if you have a soft point, and it'll level up like your soft skills, which aren't even soft skills, they're freaking intangible. They'll make you successful in any career you have. If you can level up on those skills, go for it. However, you can't do 15 things all at once. So for example, I have a really big LinkedIn following. Most of my business comes through LinkedIn. Most of my social selling happens on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Facebook. I'm there to kind of be omnipresent, but I don't focus into those categories. I'm there if you need me, mm-hmm. but all my love and my study and studying algorithms and reading is on LinkedIn because that's working for me. So again, not a key, not here to be prescriptive. It's a combination lock and based on you, your audience, your skill sets and what you're interested in find what works for you, man. And and that goes, obviously I'm talking to you, but that goes for quite literally everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to do it differently. And that's beautiful because there's Shaquille O'Neal's in the world. And then there's Steph Curry's. There's the little guy. There's the big guy, completely different skill set, both billionaires by the time they retire. Yeah. Losing my voice. Let me clear that. <laughs> no worries. I'm yeah, excited it- to be with you, man, Joe. I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm glad that I got you talking because, like I said, you know, we switched sides of the the mic here. Um, I think it's true, though, because I think a lot of people get so focused on they have to do everything that they're not good at anything. Like I find for me, I hit Facebook first because I just have a good community in Facebook. I have Instagram because I'm doing the reels. I'm building that there. I do have a LinkedIn presence, but it's finding what works for you um, because – you're going to attract the clients that you're attracting. I'm going to attract the clients I'm attracting. So after we get, okay, so we've established our brand. We figured out what marketing or what uh, platform social media wise we want to do. We're making sure we're touching and being relationship. What else are we missing in the marketing journey to bring people in or the, what I would call the customer journey to bring them into our sphere? 
Yeah, and you already know this. The listeners probably already know as well. Our target market, they're not dollar signs. They're not sales. They're humans. Yep. So you want to think human to human in everything you do. Um, humans sell to humans that buy from humans. The product is fulfilled by a human and a human renews. Even the technologies and the set and forget it systems were created by humans for humans. So if you're getting online and if you're not a big influencer yet and everything you do marketing wise is one-sided dissemination, you know, maybe it works on YouTube. It works if you have a big audience, but if you're just talking at people all the time, but you're not going to the comments to build relationships with your audience, to schedule one-on-ones, to invite them to your program, to invite them to a networking group. If you're not in the comments having conversations with your audience, you're just kind of being preachy and it will work if you have a huge audience, maybe, yeah. But if you're starting small, your first five listeners are your most important five people and that becomes 50 and that becomes 500 and if you're in transactional quick sales maybe you want to just do pay-per-click ads and try to get people to buy on the spot but if you're in any kind of long-term salesperson building a reputation building a book of business level of selling have conversations with every individual listener you can do not treat social media as a one-sided dissemination. Treat it as human to human and start a conversation. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much because I'm definitely people before profits. I'm definitely mm. relationships before anything else because I look at it this way. I, if I won't say this to my grandma, my sweet grandma that I love, I'm not going to say it to you. And if I can hold that, then that's just my little compass thing there. And my grandma, <laughs> yeah. now, to give you an idea, she was a short little Irish woman and she could hold her own. So, I mean, I can say a lot of stuff, but if I won't sell it to my grandma, I'm not going to sell it to you. And then I love the comments and the DMs and the reaching out because if someone puts a comment on, they're saying hello. Sometimes I even go to the people that do the likes. If I'm not getting enough engagement, and I reach out and say, hey, Ben, thanks for liking my post. What did you like most about it? I saw you liked it. And just start to get that engagement going. You can build so much from that. But dude, I love that. That's that's an awesome key. Yeah, to, to double down on that, we'll use LinkedIn as an example, but you can do it on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. Someone connects with me. You know, we spend, some of us spend hours a day on cold calling and prospecting. If someone adds me, connects with me, and it's not seeming spammy or bot-like, like they're just there to pitch me, it's literally jumping on 20 seconds to read their profile. Mm -hmm. Joe, 150K, bro, clearly you're crushing it. I'm happy to have you part of my network. I'm here to serve if I can help you with anything. Thanks, man. And some people send automated if they get a lot of inquiries. For me, I'm not at that level. Mm -hmm. Quite literally, every message is Ben takes 15 to 45 seconds to read about you, reach out to you, make an immediate connection. And even if 9 out of 10 fall flat, the 1 out of 10 that doesn't becomes a fruitful client, partner, networker, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Try it and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. And you know what? I started doing it in the beginning. I would do that and I would type it. And now, and it's just because I'm focusing a lot more on video. I'm doing 15 second video ones. 
And if I don't finish it in 15 seconds, I'm even being more human going, man, I'm good at talking, but I'm not good at finishing this in 15 seconds. And I'm always trying to make it about them. But I love that, that connection. I think that's the thing that with, with COVID, with everything that's happened in the past couple of years, people need connection. They need mm. that. They want to be, you know, they just want the connection because for a long time, people were working from home, not being able to interact. And now people are getting to you. And it's just, I think you can win so much right now on connection. It's unreal. Dude and Joe, they deserve the connection and not, they aren't always getting it and they deserve it. So you're doing them a disservice for not showing up for them. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that because in my world, because I'm in the sales world, it's a lot of times it's doggy, doggy, alpha male, alpha female. I'm going to go crush this. Watch me. I can close this. And I just let them bark and do their thing. And I just beat them with relationships. And I have people call me back because I take care of them because after the sale gets done, I walk with them through the journey. I think that's another little key that a lot of times we forget when we're marketing or we get them into our funnel. We have to walk them on that journey. So how do you do that? Because I know you do the marketing, but I'm, I'm assuming you take them on a journey to the point of sale and that whole aspect of it. How do you walk someone through? Like they, they raise their hand and say, hey, Ben, I want to work with you. What would be their next step? Sure. So they already want to work with me? Yeah. Like the senior marketing, you're there. Now you're starting to do, what would be your, your next step if they said, hey, I want, I want help? Yeah, I need to make sure I'm a good fit for them. And we talked about having weak spots. I have some weak spots of my own, but through networking and the podcast and LinkedIn, I've built an army of people that can help. So I believe that there's probably a way that I can help them, but I'm not assuming that. Mm -hmm. So just because they saw some stuff online doesn't mean I'm gonna sell them my highest ticket product right off the bat. What are your needs? What are your goals? Where's your mindset at? One thing I didn't used to do that I'm starting to do is sending out just kind of a fillable form to answer a couple of discovery questions because I don't want to be rude, Joe, but if you can't fill out a form that takes five minutes, yep. I, I actually don't want you as a client because we're not going to be able to achieve what we ultimately should be able to achieve and what is possible if it's not a two-sided relationship. So. I go in knowing that I have a lot of tools in my toolbox. I, they're coming to me in this scenario. They want to do business with me. I need to make sure they're a good fit because if not, I'm hurting both of us in the long run. Um, in a scenario that they are a good fit, let's rock and roll. Let's, it's dis, I would rather do more discovery than they expect mm -hmm. so I can over deliver for them. Um, so maybe I'm a little bit of a pain in the ass, but it's, is this a good fit? If it's a good fit, we need to dive deep because I'm going to be working while you're out on your job doing what you're great at. And we both need to trust each other that you're fulfilling the orders properly. And I'm allowing you to have more opportunities. So it, it's a two-sided street and it's always a conversation. No, but I love that because most people be like, oh, I got a deal. Let's go. And you <laughs> want to have the right clients. You want to be able to first and foremost serve them, help them and all. But we know that you, if you get the wrong client, like you said, it's not good for either one of you because you're not the right fit. I've referred other people. Like I've referred people to other people said, hey, you know what, Ben? I want to help you, but I don't think I can help you. I know this person. I'm going to connect. And people are like, you're kidding me. No, I'm like, no, I'm not kidding because I first want to have the best clients I can have. Second, it comes back to you because if you're not the right fit, but you get them hooked up with someone that is, they know other people 
and that word of mouth will start to build your brand like we talked about before, and it brings it back. So pretty much what I'm hearing is relationship, 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 and relationship. And that's like the biggest key to winning in this game of entrepreneurship. Yeah, dude. Again, human to human. And you can probably, I, I come from a sales background and I'm not in it for, you know, a pretty logo. I, I, we do logo design, but I'm not in it for like a pretty logo and some cute design and nice business cards. I can do all that. I'm there to help drive revenue for your business. And we need to be on the same page there because everything in the marketing sphere is to help sales because mm -hmm. I've been in sales with bad internal marketing teams and it's a, can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. Total shit show when yeah. you're in sales, but the marketing materials sting where every follow-up's a crappy email that I have to hand type because we don't have a single uh, sell sheet we can send them. So I'm there to equip people to drive revenue. Um, so I love sales, man. That's why I love what you do. And I love this podcast. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, I love this. It's funny, like you're drawn to the right people to your tribe, because a lot of people think sales is icky, but it's really problem solving. It's helping people understand that, you know, if you are moral, ethical, and you have their best interests in mind, who better to sell them than you? And then I connect with people like you and Brian and people that are, you know, heart centered, helping people. So let's shift gears a little bit here. Are you big on like morning routines or how do you set up your day? Because I know you've been an entrepreneur for a while. You're very successful at it. Are there any like keys you can give us on that? Yeah, we could probably do five hours just on morning <laughs> routines. The first thing I want to say, and this is kind of my preface with everything, and, and Brian would say the same thing. You need to be living in alignment because if you're not, all the strategies, tips, and tactics in the routines actually won't work. So a lot of my life, I was staying up very late. Again, I was very into the music scene. I was drinking 10 times as much as I should, staying up hours later than I probably should have been. And I was waking up feeling just completely unrested. And on Mondays often after partying, showing up to my corporate job and popping a half Xanax to try to numb the anxiety, they call it hangxiety mm -hmm. of drinking and staying up late. So while all that was happening with the Xanax and the drinking, I had a freaking strict morning routine and it helped, it helped. But it wasn't until I actually committed to that routine and committed to the other things outside of that routine, doing the right things 24 seven rather than an hour a day. It wasn't until I committed to the entire day, the holistic picture that the morning routine worked. So I add that caveat because I was a hard case. Um, dude, Joe, I, I replaced my, are we freezing? Here we go. We're back. Yeah, we're back. I got froze for a second. It's all good. We're back. Sweet. Dude, that, that, and that was meant cause I was, it was meant to be like, a an area for to build a little bit of tension. So in Love my it. first year as an entrepreneur, Joe, I replaced my sales executive income in just over a year working for myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to impress because I was a hard case washout for years of my life. But since I had all the answers, but I wasn't implementing the solution to the answer, I knew what to do, but I was out of alignment. Mm -hmm. I was just treading water for so long. And then once I started to live in alignment, 
I was able to three, five, 10 X, however, X, multiple X's very quickly because of that alignment. So I, I want to preface that, that nothing we talk about today is going to work if nine things in your life are a shit show yep. and you're not grateful and you're not committed. Now that I said that, I'll give you the short version. Hal Elrod Savers is where I recommend most people start. Do you know what Savers is by Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning? I've heard of The Miracle Morning. I have not read it. I'll give the just the bullet points. And again, no key to success. It's a combination lock. Do what's right for you. What Hal did, and he teaches in The Miracle Morning, is an acronym called SAVERS. S for silence, it can be meditation, breath work, prayer, A for affirmations. I'm good enough now and I'm only getting better. I'm 150K, like that affirmations. V is visualization, not, not just like, uh, I'm gonna have a car, actually feel the success, get into the emotion, get mm -hmm. comfortable with the success because you're gonna visualize yourself there and you're gonna get there. E is exercise, no brainer. Get the blood flowing quick and early. R is reading, preferably something that's gonna level up your growth, so nonfiction. Or if you need creativity in your life, dude, do what's best for you, but read in the morning, it could be five to 15 minutes. The second S in savers is scribing, which is just how using another S, but it's journaling, gratitude <laughs> journal. Um, I do that all every morning for about eight years. Again, I didn't really feel the full benefit right away, but when you implement a morning routine like that over time, and then you commit to yourself, you boldly commit to action, dude, you can accomplish so much. So I chug a glass of water. I've got new tropic medicine, which is brain drugs. I commit to making one new introduction or one good deed each day. So mm -hmm. you can scroll down to the bottom of your phone, scroll down to the bottom of your email, your Facebook, find someone that you went, you know, met on vacation or at a conference a year ago, be like, Hey, Joe, it's been forever been thinking about you. It seems like you're really being successful. Like do that once a day. If you do all that and you squeeze it all together and spend 45 minutes a day or longer just on those non-negotiables or mm -hmm. any non-negotiable you choose is best for you, we'll see. I don't want to make guarantees. We'll see. My assumption is you're going to start kicking ass and that thing that you're dreaming of, fill in the blank what you want to get there you need to have non-negotiables that are moving you in that direction. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Like it, it's funny because I've seen the progression in my sales career and now in my business and my podcast and all, when I have my morning routine, when I'm doing my non-negotiables, when I'm reaching out, when I'm taking and doing breath work, I do a lot of walking. When I do mm. all the different stuff that you mentioned, it starts to move forward. Like three weeks, four weeks ago now, I joined a boxing gym, like a Love boxing it. slash kickboxing slash strength training thing. I get up at 5.15. And on this show, I've said it multiple times. I am not a morning person. I'm not a morning person routine. I do all my stuff in the afternoon. I made this shift. I actually get up at 4.45 because I got to be there at 5.15. And I've seen just little things starting to change already. And uh, my buddy Johnny was on the show. I, his, it was released a couple episodes ago. And he was talking about when you're doing that, kind of like you're saying, it gets the blood flowing, but it also trains your subconscious mind right in the beginning. And mm. I think that that's such a big key. 
Now, again, the combination of lock might be a little bit different. Maybe someone listens to a podcast because they don't like to read or they listen to an audiobook. As long as you're getting that going, like I like reading. I'm, I'm all about that. But as long as you're doing something and then you're consistent with it over time, then they'll tell you you're an overnight success. And you look back and go, I've been doing this for the last four years. But you put the work, the time, the effort and everything in. So I love that. What was the name of that book again? Morning routine. Hell, Hell Elrod, the Miracle Morning. The Miracle Morning, perfect. I'm gonna have to and read that one. Literally, it's been rewritten 50 times for entrepreneurs, for couples, for they have rewritten the same book. Mm-hmm. So, literally, I guarantee there's a. I shouldn't guarantee. I don't like guarantees. I'm pretty sure there's one for salespeople or an entrepreneur because they've rewritten that book in so many categories because it's been translated to every language in the world and it's changed hundreds of thousands of lives. Mm-hmm. But then again, it, it's it's four years to overnight success. Yeah, it, yeah. it takes time and commitment. Well, success leaves clues, and certain principles mm-hmm. are principles no matter what. If you do this, you'll be better. If you eat healthier, you're going to feel better. If you exercise, you're going to feel better. If you call clients, you're going to get clients. If you're lazy and you eat potato chips and watch TV all day long, you're not going to go anywhere. You can do that, and if you choose that, that's great. That's you choosing it, but know what you chose. Yeah, our life is nothing but our choices leading to a destination. We are the sum of the choices we make. And making a poor choice is not a deal breaker. It can actually make us stronger. But mm-hmm. we are the sum of the choices that we make. So if we choose to eat Cheetos eight hours a day, don't be surprised if you don't get where you imagine you could be. Yeah. When I think it's just learning the balance, because there's like I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a pretty good with being consistent with my routines, with all that type of stuff. But there'll be a day where I'm like, look, I'm going to have a drink tonight or I'm going to have two drinks tonight or I'm going to just eat what I want for that day. But it's that day. And then Mm -hmm. right back the next day, I'm back into the, okay, I let myself and I decide to do this for a day. I mean, but years ago, it used to be every day. And I think it's just like you said, having the balance, knowing where you're at, knowing your choices, making the best ones you can. And then just if you make a mistake or you feel bad about something, listen to yourself and change. That's the key. Don't just sit there and mope. Dude, and everything I talk, we're talking about here will make you a better salesperson, a better entrepreneur, a better business development rep, a better husband, a better wife, a better son. Like this is, like you said, these, I forget the word you use, but these are rules mm-hmm. and we can do them in different ways. But like you said, success leaves clues. This will help anyone anywhere in their life It'll just look different for every person. Yeah. Well, and we, we were talking about this before. You know, everyone wants that secret answer. Well, guess <laughs> what the secret answer is? It's you. It's how you bring stuff to the table. It's how you do stuff. It's how you show up. You know, the principles of our principles. You and I both could teach sales. You and I both could probably teach marketing. You would be better at marketing, of course, because you do it more than I do. But the principles behind it are still the same. It's just how you do it, how you show up for your customer, how you help people. Um, yeah, I love that. So what other books do you recommend? So, I mean, I know you mentioned the morning routine. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I have any that I could just pull up and show you. I'm going to shout this one out because this is actually a slight plug. Um, Amplify Your Influence, Renee Rodriguez. Again, Renee Rodriguez, Amplify Your Influence. The way I'm I'm plugging it because I had an interview with him. It came out today. Oh, sweet. Um, he is the 
he might be the most compelling public speaker I've ever heard. And the reason I bought his book and chased him down and attended a workshop and had him on the show was because he had something like a secret sauce going on. And what Rene Rodriguez does is he takes neuroscience and behavioral science and teaches, he started as a sales trainer, but now just persuasion as a whole, mm -hmm. influence amplification, he teaches it in a very systematical method. So if you have a why story, if you have any story, like what's your favorite color, this man will make the answer to what's your favorite color very what's the way i'm trying to think what he says fruitful answers to silly questions so if everything you do is fruitful even in the silliest of scenarios think about how you'll be able to amplify your influence raise your sales just grow as a person grow your team so i could not speak highly enough about renee rodriguez and you don't even have to listen to my podcast with him he has his own show like the neurology of sales and persuasion or something mm -hmm. he is just kick butt so renee rodriguez i said it like eight times so if someone no, has i'm gonna check down, it out dude, what I is the name I, I of your that, podcast man. ben um so I know it's people called, asking it's called real business connections is that like an Apple, Spotify, Breaker, all the different platforms? Dude, it's it's everywhere. It's it's technically it's got the word network on it. There's five shows on one stream. So mm -hmm. we've got five different categories. There's my local show. Um, I speak to local entrepreneurs. I've got my national conversations. I've got five minute Fridays, which is easy to implement business tips. I've got Ben's Bites, which is just me talking about whatever the heck I want. And lastly, I have real hits or actually replay other podcasts because I'm oh, only cool. one human. I'm only one voice. I only have me and my guest. So mm -hmm. you, Joe, for example, it doesn't have to be the show. You would be an amazing candidate to be on real hits. And I would replay your show on my stream. So like you said, Spotify, iTunes, it doesn't matter, man. If you type in real business connections, you'll find everything in one spot. And I hope that there's something for everybody. I, we've got like 150 something episodes. So if there's not something for you, I'm, I'm a failure and send me a DM and tell me exactly what you need. You're definitely not a failure. I'm sure there's <laughs> something for you. You also do marketing, right? Like the name of your marketing business is Belbert. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. So Ben Albert. So B Albert, Balbert marketing. That's simple. And do you focus on just like niche companies or is there like, because a lot of people, marketing is a broad term. So like, are there certain types of companies you work with that you'd like to work with or? I don't like to work with assholes. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> that is the most important thing. I don't want to talk your ear off. We're actually going through a pivot in our company structure because I'm very much a generalist. And as long as you're a growth hungry business owner with high potential that actually see the value in marketing, I'm open to a conversation, but we're actually niching down, yeah. but it's not released yet. So I started as wide as possible. Cause what do you do when you're a new entrepreneur with a skill, but no clients, you take, take anything you can, can get, right? Yep. I'm niching down, but that's for a future conversation. No, that's perfect. It's funny you say that because I've actually started niching into more business sales. Or helping mm. set up business teams. It's just like you put out your content, you do your stuff, and then all of a sudden the universe God starts showing you, okay, hey, you're getting people from this group calling you. Maybe you should do that. And if you mm. listen, 
you're you're right. <laughs> so yeah, what for, else? Ha- go ahead. Sorry. All I was gonna say is, for me, I looked at. I, I'll just give you a short version. This isn't all my programs and services. All my clients were coming from LinkedIn, networking, and podcasting, and the relationships I build through it. So LinkedIn, networking, podcasting, social selling. So all my clients come from there but I'm selling video and websites and logo design, and I'm good in these categories. I have a great team, but if all my clients come from A, why am I selling B? So I'm focusing more on where I get my clients Mm -hmm. so I can have a whole new category of services so I can actually replicate myself and go into businesses and just do what I do for them. So that's another thing, being able to pivot, You've got some soft spots, you're good at a lot of things, but if all the ROI comes from this category, maybe you need to focus on this category. And the other categories are great, but maybe that's not your secret sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think as entrepreneurs, it's testing and Mm. trying and seeing what's gonna really work for us because you may think when you started your journey, hey, I'm gonna help this group. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, this is the group you really need to help. And you just gotta be willing to not be so I think sometimes people get so set on, no, this is what I do instead of who can I help? And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that I know you do. And I know like a lot of people in our circle do. It's just shifting, like you said, pivoting to the right people. What other words of wisdom thoughts have we not talked about or like that you would want to like give to our listeners? Sure. Um, We've said a lot of good things. I want to just put on the table that I was a hard case screw up most of my life. And I started listening to podcasts in like 2014, 15, but I wasn't actually implementing the wisdom. So I've been on the other side of the chair, earbuds in, hearing brilliant things, maybe even like Facebook, like status updating this great quote, but I was in misalignment. I was doing things that were holding me back simultaneously. So hopefully this is speaking to someone, it might not. And if it isn't, that's even better. But if you feel like there's something that you need to do and you feel like you deserve more, go freaking get it. And we talked about this with the incremental growth, the four years to overnight success. Um, Steve Haru, one of my mentors, he's a sales coach, victory selling, he's great. He said it on the podcast. I'm just going to steal his analogy, but kind of say it in my own terms. So I'll walk you through this, Joe. So Mm -hmm. how long, uh, how many times a day are we supposed to brush our teeth twice twice a day i think that, i would say that's the correct answer some people say one some people say five i don't know anyone who says five so twice a day mm-hmm. about how long each time 30 seconds to a minute would be my guess so let's just say twice a day one minute mm-hmm. who is going to have cleaner teeth in 365 days the person who brushes it for one minute, twice a day, 365 days, or the person who goes to a teeth brushing seminar, vigorously brushes their teeth for four hours and says, wow, that was quite a bit of brushing. It looks like I'm done for the year. Who's going to have better teeth? The twice a day, one minute a day teeth brusher or the vigorous let's do this one time and let's move on to the next one. The Twice a day obviously right yeah so where do you think we'll be if we take another 5 10 15 20 minutes whatever we're comfortable with 
to create that incremental growth? Who's going to be the better entrepreneur, salesperson, business development rep? Who's going to be more successful at the end of a year, three years, five years? The person that listened to this podcast or listens to Joe's podcast but never implements the wisdom or the person that takes one nugget and implements five to 10 minutes a day for 365 days. It, it's always the person that would take the little actions. It's not the person that goes to the big event and goes, whoo, and gets all excited and maybe does good for a week and then doesn't do anything for the next, until the next event. Yeah. And in, in most of my life, I was the woo guy and I did things that f stopped me from reaching my potential. So the question for the audience is, which guy are you? Are you the woo guy or gal? Or are you the one that's going to go implement? And if there's just one thing you learned today, if you go implement that one thing, come back around and let us know what you think, because I guarantee you'll be better. I just said earlier, no guarantees, but I think I'm pretty confident about this one, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I would guarantee that one. If you're consistent for 365 and anything, it's going to improve. I want to give one caveat. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your sales, your revenue does not improve overnight, but your fulfillment will. And over time, that revenue will. So even if mm -hmm. you hit a plateau, do not get worried that you're in the mud at a plateau. It does work. It just might take time. Yeah. And the changes you're making show up later. Like the work you mm -hmm. do now, a lot of times shows up in three months. That's what mm -hmm. people don't realize. I, I love that, Ben. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. And for all of you listening, make the choice. Are you going to be the woo guy or are you going to be the consistent guy or gal? And until next time, have an awesome, wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the 150K Podcast. Remember, your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K Podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.